I got yawn. What? <laughs> and we have our open. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. This is Matt. This is Courtney. What do we do here, Courtney? Nothing. I think we talk about the do-do's <laughs> and don't-do's of personalized learning. Yes, we do. That also, that also, in addition to nothing. Yeah. So, welcome to close to the end of the year. Seriously, some of you, it might might already be the end. Yeah, some of you might already be on summer vacation, in which case... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we still have... But thank you for listening. (laughs) It's with love. It's with love. That shut up was with love. So if you're done or if you're close to be doing to to, to be to the end, I don't really know. You can tell where we are. Yeah, I think we're we're close to the end of the year too. We're close. All right. So I want to talk today about uh, like the end of the year. Yeah. And is it really the end of the year? Mm. Does the year ever end? It's getting this very is the meta year in here. that never ends. Sounds like one of those Christmas specials right there. <laughs> they, they, like Year Without a Santa Claus or something? Without, it was good. The year it was good. Very Rankin Bassish. So uh, you wrote a blog post the other day. I did. That I read. It, ta- it says, planning to hold on to the learning. Yeah. And I, I read that and I was like, what the heck is she talking about? <laughs> what is going on? Yep. So... Uh, you start by talking about the end of the year, and it's kind of a natural way to kind of we talk about wrapping up the year, right? Exactly, and we're wrapping it up. Yeah, a little bow, uh, the nice, end of the year, nice and tidy, and you put it on the shelf, That's never right. to return, or you ship it off to next year's teachers. Exactly. Well, if you're lucky, you ship it off to next year's right, teachers. Yeah, you might be next year's teachers. Right. Or you might not. It might really just go in a file cabinet or and sit on you're the done. shelf, and that's it. Waiting for September to happen. <sighs> None of those sound good. No. And you know what's really, so this is, I was really racking my brain for what to write this week. It's my week. So I share the, um, in my district, I share um, posting weekly tips or tidbits about learner-centered education. And uh, I used to do it almost every week. I used to do it on my own. And then this year I wisened up and like got. Delegate. Delegated, got some people on board. So now I, now I do it every Six weeks-ish, five, six weeks. Anyway, so as my turn was coming up, I didn't really know what I wanted to write about. And then this just kind of hit me in the face. Like, this is honestly really the first time I've actually thought about the end of the year in this way, from this perspective of, like, the passing on of the information or not in some cases. And how the learners are not involved in this at all. Rarely, I have yet to see anywhere where the learners have any kind of voice in what information is passed on to the next teacher, how that information is passed on, and then even like their own. You know, like it's like, oh, because I'm thinking back to like when I taught um, seventh grade ELA and what I see happening a lot, it's like, you know, empty the binders, you know, the teachers get out the big garbage bags, right? And oh, we. Yeah. Toss it all out. It's all gone. And then, you know, school's out for summer, and then kids come back in the fall, and it it's like, 
you know, uh, like why aren't we connecting fresh. the dots? Why? I mean, yeah. Why do we do this to begin with? Like, you know, I, this is not an episode about year-round school, but um, oh, definitely not. <laughs> Summer vacation's good and needed. Yeah, it's good. It's needed. Everybody um, needs a recharge. We do, right? But it, yeah, we don't yeah. need a reset. Right. That's. I think that's what it is. We don't need a reset, and we don't need to pretend that next year is completely different and a whole new thing. I think I think with the way we do personalized learning and proficiency-based learning and whatever type of system that you have, this is this is a pretty straightforward concept, right? We we want to meet learners where they are. Yep. And I've been talking to some teachers the last few weeks and they're talking about ways to bring the learning from June to September. Awesome. Which is great because they're like they I think they're coming to the realization that why am I spending 6 to 8 weeks at the beginning of the year trying to figure out where kids are? Right. Why can't we just know where kids are because they it. tell us we and have and it. we have it and yeah. why don't we talk to our colleagues and bring that information along so I don't have to spend all that time pre-testing and trying to figure out and putting on demands for writing and trying to figure out giving the math test and all that sort of thing. Why am I wasting all that time when we can just kind of bring the information from the year before? Yeah. And they're, they're starting to come to it, which yeah. is, which is great. Yeah. But we, but I really liked when the, those big garbage cans went around the hallways and we just threw everything, <laughs> just out. Threw everything out. Yeah. But you're right. It was a waste Why? of time. Yeah. Well, I think it just, it sends the signal that you're done with this. Yeah. We're finished. We're finished. And we're so not finished. You know, like in our district, we have we have the learning progressions that go on and we're constantly talking about how like, right, you're in social grade three, you might work on targets that were typically, like there's no such thing as targets that belong to a grade level. So if right. we're starting to smooth out those um, blocks or, you know, segments, how, we need to start smoothing out the segmentation in other ways too. So yeah, it really like it, it, it smacked me in the face, I think, because I was talking with teachers about um, this idea of what information gets passed on and it's between schools. So I think right. um, that's really where, that's where the big issues are. Down, yeah. Right? Is where it's from, you know, if the school ends at fifth grade and then they go to a middle school and this is what happens to be what the situation was. Sure. So elementary ending at fifth, moving to a middle school for sixth and then trying to figure out how to share that information mm -hmm. and like what information should be shared and blah, blah, blah. And I just realized it was all teacher centered. Right. Right. It's all about us. It's all about us. Right. And so, yeah, so like, so it was twofold for me. It was one, well, why not ask the learners what should be passed on? Like, ask the fifth, ask the social fives what they think should be sent up. Ask the social six, seven, and eights what they think should have been sent up based on there and listen to them, you know? And then, you and had, then you had me at ask the learners. Ask the learners, right? That was my, my step number one. Was Absolutely. In my blog was ask the learners. We talk about this yeah. all the time, right? Ask the learners. Ask them. And if this is an issue, which it clearly is, yeah, why don't we ask them too? Right. And then the second part of it was what we were just talking about, the like, well, what about them knowing where they are? Like, why is it totally on us as the teachers to be the ones who know and hold the information about where the learners are in their learning? Like, why the learners should walk in. It's, it's almost like, you know, like going to the doctor's office. Hey, this is what's going on with me. That is a great way to put it. Yeah. Because with learning progressions, kids do know where they are. They do. They they just do because yeah. that's exposed to them and it's talked to talked about all the time and they work 
on those progressions towards right. that those next steps. So they already know where they are. Yeah, they know where they are. It doesn't and need to be kept in our heads anymore. No, it doesn't need to. And it doesn't have to be this like magical, like, let's see what happened over the summer type thing. Like, so like I kind of envisioned in my head almost like, you know, the kids putting together like, you know, almost like a little medical file, I guess, like a little, like I, I hesitate using the word portfolio because that has so much meaning and means different things to different people, sure. but like just a folder with like some representative samples of work doesn't have to be all the good stuff. Like I think it would be interesting to have like some crappy stuff in there too and like have the learners be able to be like, yep, this wasn't my best work. This is why, this is what I didn't do, you know, whatever. And then the first day of school or maybe the second day of school, whatever, it's on their desk and that's just what they do for part of the day is kind of look through it again. As you say that, I'm, I was thinking when you said the, the not the best work i'm thinking how about some writing samples where like you have first drafts and final drafts or yes. first drafts and middle drafts and right. final drafts so they can actually go back and look and say okay uh, well yeah. this one was you know that's my first step and then holy god look what happened by the end right and that'd be great as a like a refresher for the kid exactly but it would also show the teacher it's like mm, these kids do put in a lot of work and look look at what we can we can do over right. time Right. And then it's a great way to remind the kids that, you know, it's not going to be perfect all the time. Right. You've got to start somewhere. Yeah. And but look what you can do. Right. It's not just the the end step. Right. I like I like that part of not yeah. always the best. No, stuff. not the best. Stuff. Like, I don't think I mean, well, so we say all the time, right? Like every mistake is an opportunity for learning. Right. Every failure is is an opportunity to learn. Sure. So like if we care about the learning. That's what we want them to be holding on to more is what did you learn from this, not how pretty did you make it. So, yeah, so that's kind of where I was going. And I just I think um, that's a spot where I personally have not given much thought to how do we bring the learners in here. Um, but like I said, you know, like I'm on this journey, too. And the more you get into the habit of being like, how can I? Where can the learners have onus? Where can the learners be in charge? Where can they have control? The more places you start to see them and the more subtle they become. Um, and some of you may think this is not quite a subtle one, but um, I haven't had any conversations about it before. No, no, that's the thing. I, yeah. I haven't either, but it seems like an obvious one. Right? Like, but it's <laughs> like, oh, that's, yeah, we should be doing that. Yeah. What's wrong with that? But, you know, so one of the problems is, uh, you know, from my point of view as a district administrator, it's okay, so I'm thinking about you saying this. Okay, how do I systemize this, mm. right, across mm -hmm. all the schools that we have? And as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, I can't right now because it's not even part of what we're thinking. No. So you need a few teachers. You know, like with anything, you need that curve, right? So you've right. got those teachers who do it first. Yes. You talk to the kids, and the kids bring it along. Some other people see it, and suddenly you get to a tipping point where it becomes that's just what we do, right. and then you can systemize this one. Right. Well, here, you know what my, my answer in my head was to you was ask the learners again. But like, so yeah, exactly. what if? So here's another. <laughs> yeah. So here's another thing that Hello. isn't happening, um, at least in my district or in in the district you work in, um, and as far as I know, in a lot of districts around us. Um, I have heard of principal cabinets where principals invite learners in once a month, mm -hmm. you know, kind of randomly select learners and kind of ask them how things are going and get their voice and opinion on things. Why not do that at the district level? That would be a fantastic idea to really look at 
what are some next steps that we could do that we're not thinking about? Right, that we're not thinking about or that we're getting wrong because we're adults and we're not thinking about it from the my perspective guess, my of guess the is learners. That happens all the time. I think it does. <laughs> I like so but well imagine um you know a lot of districts do you know, like uh, admin leader groups with like a retreat day kind of in the summer thing. Well, imagine if there were representative learners invited as well. I think that would be fabulous. I just happened to read a, a, a post yesterday from George Koros mm-hmm. about the same thing, about inviting learners and, and community members into some of the things that we do. Yeah. Like all the time. Yeah. He was talking specifically about professional learning. Right. And and I've I've been thinking about that since I read it. I was like, you know, that's, but how do you do that? And so immediately I went to all the negatives. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's not they're not going to really be caring about what we do about some of these things. And I'm like, wait, now that's just a stupid idea. Yeah. It's like, why not, why not? see what happens? Yeah. And it's something that I haven't really thought about is the professional learning with parent and student input mm-hmm. and have them show up. Right. And this is the same idea. Ask the kids. Are, are we doing the right professional learning? Right. You know, and I, I have been reflecting on that a little bit. It's like, is, is the stuff we're doing the right stuff? Yeah. Is it working for kids or do we just think it's working for kids, but we don't know because we don't ask them? Right. So I've been trying to think of that, too. And you're yeah. right. I should always default to ask the learners. Ask the learners. We should always default to that. Interview committees. Like that, for sure. I know that happens in a lot of in That does happen a lot. That does happen a lot. Yep. That does happen a lot. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. They're the ones who are going to have the most direct interface so speaking of the end of the year yeah we're coming to the end of a season but it's not really (laughs) i don't think we've actually defined (laughs) i think our seasons have gone uh i decided i think this past september i was like season season three three. i was like okay it's close enough (laughs) only because we go by like school years ish so, uh, I but I, I you're right. I don't think it's. I want to end our season because it never really ends. Yeah. Right. We're always doing something. So we may we have been a little sporadic lately, for yeah. my reasons. And <laughs> I, mine. I, you know, we 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 have lives too. It it happens. Shockingly. I know it doesn't seem like we it sometimes. Do. But yeah. <laughs> or the people in our lives might want anyway, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we may be a little more sporadic over the summer, but uh, Oh, definitely we'll be more sporadic. We won't be summer. weekly. I'm not going I'm not potting weekly over the summer. Sorry, Matt Ken. You guys I'll can be just by listen myself. To Matt. <laughs> Nobody's gonna listen to just me. Come on. Yes, they would. They have. They already have listened to that, just you. That is that is true. That anyway, is true. So what are what are you thinking? What are you uh, what are you trying to? Well, so I'm looking for some feedback from our listeners. Okay. If, if the weekly thing or weekly ish thing lately has worked, we put out like uh, what did we talk about a couple weeks ago? We put out almost 30 episodes this year, which is almost weekly. Yeah, that's pretty good. So. Um, is the weekly thing work? Does the time frame work? Um, would you like some more interviews? Uh, we do, uh, we do have something coming up in October that we're going to be doing. Mm. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Well, if anyone, um, got the invitation to Ida call, you already know how famous the back of my head is. So, so the Ida Call invitation <laughs> went out me. with a picture of somebody we were interviewing 
and the back of Courtney's and head. And the back of my head. Which was awesome. <laughs> so we're going back to Inacol in October. Yeah, we are. And we're doing the Voices Hub again. Again. Which is fantastic. So we're going to be, uh, it's going to be set up a little differently. Yeah, so it's going to be So we're in process of working all that out. So we'll have details more in the fall. Mm. But uh, if you haven't signed up for Inacol, it's in Nashville, Tennessee in October. Seriously. Just go. Yeah, like that's all you need to know. And we'll be there. Yes, yeah. So, um, okay, yeah. so that one's done. Yeah. Did we want to talk about our, our other fledgling idea here for? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we're, we're getting wild and crazy, guys. All right, since we are going to be a little more sporadic over the summer. Yes. So Courtney has come up with some ideas. So one of the things I love to do in my district for professional development is run book clubs. Um, it's so good for so many reasons. So um, Matt and I were sifting through, you know, different piles of books and looking at different things we had. And um, so we've decided we're going to launch the first ever Peeler and MC Summer Book Club. Cue amazing music. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you'll get on that. So um, this year, we're going to start with a book. Um, you're going to have to buy the book yourself. Sorry, we, we're not. We will put a link. We'll put a link to, to Amazon or whatever. And, you know, you can buy the book yourself or borrow it from someone. It's called Disrupting Class. How Disruptive Innovation Will Change the Way the World Learns by Clayton M. Christensen. Uh... And there's two other names on there. So did all three of them write it? I'm a little confused. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> so also with Michael B. Horn and Curtis W. Johnson. So all three <laughs> of them wrote it. But Clayton's name is big and red. Yes. So, um, yeah. So we're going to read this. And then we'll we'll set up a week where the podcast, that's what it's about. Um, it'll be Matt and I discussing it. And then um, we'll give you a window of time where um, if you've read the book, you can go on Facebook and kind of leave some of your thoughts and your comments and we'll bring them into the show and, you know, we'll just uh, have a have a little virtual book club, don't you know? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Why not? Yeah, right? it's going to be cool. It's yeah. going to be cool. Something to do over the summer. Exactly. So it's, uh, again, Disrupting Class by Clayton M. Christensen. And there will be links on Facebook, Twitter, and whatever else we do. That's really it. That's really it. We could take a picture of it for Instagram. Oh, yes. It'll be our second Instagram's post. back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll do that shortly, actually, now that I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right so, on. So, uh, yeah, we'll put links in there. Cool. Uh, this time, we'll actually put links in there. I know. You guys. Me. Thank you for the person. I forget your name. I'm right offhand. But yeah, for saying that, something. Yeah. I, a few people have been saying, but I've been... So here, you know, behind the curtain peak, guys. Mm -hmm. So like we split the web master role or social media manager role. And, you know, we, we both have our failings with that. So, you know, Facebook is my fault. <laughs> we are going to have an intern Twitter. over the summer. Yeah, for real. Uh, for real. We have a real intern yeah. working with our social media stuff this summer. Exploiting young college age yes. labor. <laughs> Good for the resume. So it's <laughs> That's how I put it. <laughs> so, yes, hopefully that'll be a little bit better. Yeah. Um, well, it will be. Well, let's go with the hopefully. 
Because I don't you know. just backtracked. I right? <laughs> Very quickly. We, we just know. pulled right back on that. Uh, yeah, I have to put our resource. We had a whole show about like resources to help yourself with yeah, personalized Yeah, and we were all learning. like, it's all in the notes. It's all in the notes. And, and then I totally that. forgot the notes. Didn't do it. Yeah, that was like six episodes ago. So the coming soon, right. later today is yeah, my guess, yeah, yeah. whenever and you hear this. Yeah, I will update the website and the Facebook page, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're terrible at this. We say this every episode. We're yeah, terrible. We're we so never bad. get better. That's why I'm going to hire an intern That's for no serious. money. That's right. Resume only. That's why you have to invite an intern. That's to right. That's <laughs> more I told. Uh, you need to do this this summer for us because we're terrible at it. And the answer was, can I put it on my resume? And the answer is, hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's are, wrap this up. We are all right. definitely close to wrapping up yeah. here. Uh, so anyway, follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Insta. At PLearnMC. Everything's PLearnMC. Yeah, everything so, is. It's so easy to find us. You follow Courtney on Twitter at BelowLearnMC. Yep, Matt is at EatSleepStats. And I think we're done. That's it. We will talk to you next time. Bye.